Well, hello guys. Welcome back uh, to Nebraska Hoop Talk. Uh, this is our second episode. And um, my name's Jake Scheidler with Nebraska Talk. And we have Jamin with 402 Hoops. Yes, sir. We have John here with Cornhusker Hoops Report. We have a lot to talk about. So we have a special guest with us, guys. And it's Ruthie Loomis Girdle, six foot two sophomore. Welcome to Nebraska Hoop Talk. This is our second episode, and we are glad to ask you questions today. So I'm gonna let Jamin uh, take it over here. All right, Ruthie, you know, you're from small town Nebraska, AKA Bridgeport. How much does being in a town of uh, 1200, something like that? Yeah, how much do you think that affects you and your recruiting process? I definitely think it plays a part because there's not as much exposure exposure necessarily as somewhere like Omaha or Lincoln. But I think playing on the team that I play on and being successful, I think that definitely helps because we have, I play with some really good athletes as well. So, so for sure, for sure, I feel you. With being a big part of your team's success straight away as a freshman, what was kind of like that? learning curve from eighth grade to immediately it's not like oh you're on the freshman team then JV and then varsity it's straight into the big big pond what was that kind of like well we played a lot of basketball in the summer coming into my freshman year so I kind of adjusted to playing with some of those girls and playing with girls that were bigger than me and stronger than me as a freshman so I think maybe when the season actually started I was maybe more prepared than I could have been but it's still definitely a big jump coming in from junior high so I think this year it's definitely easier just to adjust from when I was uh, 14 or 15. Um, so being a sophomore are you considered as one of the the people that everybody looks up to do you feel like there's a lot on your shoulders a big role to fill or do you feel uh it's just basketball as usual and you're contributing wherever you can help out i mean i'm definitely trying to step into more of a leadership role this year we're a really young team we have one senior um starter but I don't feel a lot of pressure. I just feel like I'm trying to help everybody in me. So we all, so obviously you're t taller than average for um, your uh, your age and where you are, especially. Can you kind of say, can you kind of give us an insight of like how that was like, kind of like growing up as a basketball player being, I want to like, I don't know this, I don't know this for sure, but being the tallest, tallest person in class on the basketball court, et cetera, that, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's the first thing people notice about me. It's the first thing people say to me, whether like I'm at school or whether like we're playing basketball. So I've kind of just, I've gotten used to it, you know, and I've learned to love it because it helps me a lot with basketball. So it's, but I mean, people still say to me every day, even people that I see every single day, like, oh, you're so tall. So, I mean, I hear it a lot. <laughs> It, it does help. Look at you, 9.7 in rebounds. Um, you're averaging almost five blocks per game. So uh, definitely competitive, uh, you know, gives you the advantage. And, you know, having the athletic ability and the footwork behind it, um, you've got it going for you. Yeah, I was just, I, it gives me an advantage. So like, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I've had, I've had some coaches tell me, like, you know, if I'm playing Division One in a competitive conference, like, something that I have to develop is, like, my shooting and my, like, movement side to side on defense. So it's something that I've started to think about and work on. Everyone can look up to, especially we have 
freshman starters, so just being that everyone can look to and kind of lead them in tough situations, you know, just that's kind of what I'm striving for. Definitely, gotcha. Um, I think that, I mean, I've had a lot of coaches tell me, like, that's something I need to work on developing is my shooting and my movement on defense. So it's something that I've definitely started to think about more this season and something that I think my coach is pushing me more in practice to do. So, yeah, I've started thinking about that. Becoming more of a guard instead of exclusively a center. Of course, of course. I've got one for you. So... Um, your freshman year, you know, were, what honors did you have? Uh, were you all-state, all-conference? Was there any honors um, leading into your sophomore year? Um, I was I was all-conference WTC and then first-team team SPBA, and I think I was um, had honorable mention for all-state. That's, that's really awesome. Freshman year and having those honors, great job. Who was somebody that you'd want to play against that you never have? Crofton, probably, because they've they've had so much success you know in our class for so many years like they're kind of like a dynasty in class d2 and they're always somebody that's contending for a state championship and i think it'd be it'd be awesome to just compete against a team like that for sure now piggybacking off of that question what is an what is who's an athlete that you would want to play with i'll say um Peyton Berta from Scott's Bluff. She's we've played against each other since we were little, like fifth grade, and um, she's an incredible shooter and she's a, she's a really good guard player. So I think instead of playing against each other for once, maybe team up, see how that goes. <laughs> for sure. I know there was speculation about the rumors about y'all potentially doing it this year for AAU, but since COVID hit, <sighs> yeah. kind of ruined another planned ruin yeah. of the many. COVID has done. Yeah. Piggybacking off of the COVID situation, what did you do to like continue to get better when gyms and high schools were all shut down? Like, how'd you continue that grind of working and getting better? Um, my sister and I, and then one of my best friends, we played uh, two on two just about every single day with one of my coaches on an outside court um, in town probably every single day when everything was locked down and gyms were shut down and um they they painted a court outside so we played just about every single day all through the spring and through the summer so we still we still played every day so what goals did you set to accomplish your sophomore year so what did you want to accomplish out of your sophomore season um individually i wanted to average a double double but with the team aspect, you know, we, I wanted to win our district and make it to Lincoln and keep pushing through there because I think we have the capability of doing that. So that's, I think that's our big team goal this year. Nice. Well, we appreciate you, uh, Ruthie, coming on with us. Um, um, you know, I wish you the best of, um, you know, best of luck for your, your sophomore season, everything that you set out to accomplish and you're going to do well you know I'm, I'm looking forward to watching you and i know you're going to hit that thousand points this year yeah, yeah. Thank, you. thank you so much of course i good luck with your season i appreciate you coming on thank yeah you. thanks for having me you're welcome so that was um our guest and we wish her the best um we are now going to go into um who we feel 
are the top performers. So these are our picks. And John, why don't you lead off this time? All right. Uh, my first top performer was um, Maya Babbitt. I don't go too much into girls basketball. I'm not as knowledgeable over there, but I saw it on Twitter at halftime. She had 23 points, so I kind of kept my eye on that game. Finished with 42 and a big 32-point win for Millard South, 96-64 to 64 over Lincoln High, and was 10 of 19 from three-point range, which broke Millard South's school record for most threes made in the game. So that is just an outstanding offensive performance. Um, going off of more great shooting games, uh, Jared Borer from Lincoln Southwest seemed like he did not miss any shots against Fremont my team so I got to see that right up close he was six of eight from three-point range and it was none of them touched the rim except for the ones he missed other than that every single one was just through the net easy and my third one is I want to make sure I'm pronouncing his name right Brandon Orgabold from Elkhorn North he's just been on a tear all season with scoring I recently posted about him saying he's a name to watch out for in that 2022 class and right after that he scored 33 points which is a school record for a first year school but still incredible numbers for a team that's really kind of surprising some people that thought oh they're a first year school they can't be that good but they, they've been pretty good and they just won over aurora when he scored 33 so congratulations to those three sure yeah definitely all right, I will go next here. Um, I don't have just the one athlete. This team really impressed me. It's been impressing me over the um, their season. They're very underrated in Class D1, and it's on the girls' side, Wymore Southern. And they just won the B Division in Mudecus Tournament. And I've been following them throughout the season. And they are 12 and two. They only have two losses. And one of them was to Nebraska Nebraska Christian, 49 to 48, and Freeman, 33 to 25. And there's several athletes on there. It doesn't look like any one athlete is the all-star, just there's several of them. So I have Tori Smith, which is a senior, and averaging about two blocks, two steals per game. Maddie Wagner averages about two steals per game. Callie Cooper from the three and, you know, inside the paint, um, she can go either way. Uh, Kaylee Clover, a power forward and a solid rebounder. And then there's two sophomores that I've been really liking on that team as they're developing. Elena Clover and Kendria Troxel. Hustlers, aggressive. They're on the ground diving after the ball. Um, so I don't have just the one player this round. That team, just watching all their highlights and what they're coming together and to be uh, 12 and 12 and two and not even in the top 10. And, and, you know, they're beating teams by 20, 30 points. A lot of their opponents are only scoring um, about 20 points on them. So um, sure. definitely a team to watch and definitely a group of athletes to watch. Sure, gotcha. Yeah, so I have three athletes this time. I have, um, well, uh, I wanted, to, I have Maya Babbitt, of course. She, I witnessed the perform, the performance live, and she just, um, she <laughs> almost lost for words. Um, it didn't seem like she had enough. She, she was going. She was. She kept shooting the ball, even like she missed like two in a row, and she just kept shooting, and it kept 
going in and obviously it worked well and she for sure and i liked it a lot because it she wasn't even just it, they didn't highlight her assist total but i think it was like four or five assists like she actually passed the ball as well it's not like she was ball hogging like normal 42 point some some like looks like and then my next one is i got landon class and my guy from o'neill he's i an athlete is <laughs> an understatement. He can uh, he shoot the ball very well. I know I saw I didn't I've never seen him in person, but I know I've seen him on streams and stuff. And he's can shoot the ball well. He can drive very well. Like he's just an overall all impressive player. Then my last one I have is Trey Minor from Elm Creek, who dropped uh, 32 points, 14 of 23 shooting, which is not bad for the for him and Elm Creek. Elm Creek's been kind of doing well this year, even though they expected them not to do well just because of, they lost some, some seniors. And that's kind of, yeah, that was, those are my three. The next thing that we will go into is, what are we doing this week, guys? Uh, you know, where are we gonna be? Who are we watching? Um, I'll start off, I've only got one pick right now. And uh, I wanna watch North Bend, versus Oakland Craig's on Oakland Craig on the boys side um obviously I won't be attending the game but uh if I can catch the the video online um that's my game of the week sure yeah I'll go next uh so my my well I will be attending that Oakland Craig and North Bend game I will be there so (laughs) so I'm kind of I am excited for that um but my kind of the game I'm I'm looking forward to is uh Papillion La Vista versus Papio South. Cross town opponent. <laughs> Cross town opponents. And uh yeah, yeah, like literally down the street from each other. They're both pretty solid matchup the girls and guys side. And I feel like it's always close every year, no matter who's on what team. It's always close no matter what the year is. And now I feel like since a few fans are allowed, like now that since a few fans are allowed, I feel like it's going to make the game a whole lot different. La Vista boys are underrated. People look at their record and immediately write them off, but they had to play Millard North, Bellevue West, and Creighton Prep all in one week, and that kind of that's an impossible task to finish that in two and one winning record. They finished 0 and 3 and then lost to Millard North again, but all their losses have been to super tough teams. I think I think they're a team to watch out for. I got to watch them live against Gretna and, and Kyle Ingerson just he could shoot. And his size and like skill ability, I think he's underrated. He's a really skilled player. And then my three games of the week, one of them was that North Bend Central versus Oakland Craig game. I'm trying to see if I can go to that. I'm not sure if I can. Not sure how the scheduling is all gonna work out. Um, my second one is Miller North versus Omaha Central. That game should have about 100 points scored for both teams. That's just going to be an offensive showcase. And then my third one is Waverly versus Wahoo. I really wanted to go out to a Wahoo game this year because I know a couple of the guys and want to see some of their younger talent play. And that'll be a good test for both teams. Sure. Yeah. It seems like I'll be attending for all of your guys' game of the week except that Wahoo game. But like all the other games, I will be attending. So, your first you know, 
that, that one just continues to impress me, though. You know, North Bend, I think, has got a rhythm starting to go. Um, Open, Open Craig is a little underrated. I, maybe they haven't played, um, you know, some top-tier teams, but their their record's showing good. So, um, looking at a lot of their their stats, they've got some they've got some players and athletes. For sure, hundred ten percent. And I feel like Kyla Hellbush from North Bend and Birdie Johnson is that one-two dynamic duo. Like you gotta, you gotta both, you gotta guard both of them extremely close. And if one of them drives, and you gotta help side on the other, so one of them drives, someone's gonna be open. So that's, it's gonna be, a, it's, that's always a nightmare for opposing teams. I agree. Well, guys, um, that'll wrap up our episode number two, and uh, you know we've had a, a great time. Um, where can we find uh, you at all on the internet, Jamin? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Omaha402Hoops, uh, Twitter at 402Hoops, and uh, YouTube at Omaha402Hoops. You can also add the Snapchat at Omaha underscore Hoops. Very nice. How about you, John? I'm on Twitter under at CHR Basketball and Instagram on at Cornhusker Hoops Report. And I have my website. I'm trying to get it upgraded and become bigger and better, but... And then I get some of my articles posted on Recruit Look Hoops' this Twitter as well. Very nice. And uh, this is Jake with uh, Nebraska Talk, as I mentioned, um, all over the internet. Just uh, search it into your favorite social media site. You'll find me. But most of all, you'll find me first on TikTok. So-